Brother Gall, it also gives us an opportunity to invite those children and their parents to Sunday school. And so this is another purpose for doing what we're doing in, in trying to engage the children. So we're not just giving them busy work while we deal with the parents. We're, we're trying to engage the children 
so that we create in them a hunger. And I'm telling you, I know from experience how hungry children are to know about God. And if we can make an impression on those kids in those few moments in that tent, whether or not we affect mom and dad, we can have a lasting effect on those children. And they can affect mom and dad. So I just want to make sure everyone understands we're not just giving the kids busy work to keep them out of the way while mom and dad are involved. We're, we're trying to work on those kids and create an appetite in them to get them to come to Sunday school. Do you all know the answer to those five questions? If you don't, you haven't been paying attention. How many of each kind of animal did Noah take on the ark? Seven pairs of the clean, two of the unclean. That's, that's in the Bible. We'll give them what we, we, we don't just we let them ask the question and then it'll take them to the answer and show them the scripture. And the purpose is because do you know why people believe it's just two? Tradition. That's the traditional answer. But tradition is wrong. So do you see where we're going with all of this? So how many wise men visited the Christ child? The Bible doesn't say. It only says wise men. That could be two. That could be 200. The Bible doesn't say. It's just wise men. There were three gifts. But two people can give three gifts. 200 people could give three gifts. 
I've been to church when 200 people and only three people gave. <laughs> I know because I was one of the three. <laughs> That's a true story. We had about 200 in service. The offering was $75 and I gave 50 That's a true story. Uh, anyhow, so now if we want to get into specifics, do you know how many went to the manger when he was born? The Bible does tell us that. Zero. The wise men didn't go to the manger. They didn't get there until he was already in a house and about two years old. Was Jesus crucified on a Friday? You know, by this time, everybody's saying, I think they, they're all afraid to answer, right? This much we know, he rose on a Sunday. And he said, I will be in the grave three days and three nights. Now, I don't care how you count it. You can't get three nights between Friday and Sunday. Impossible. Some of them say, well, you know, you count part of the day Friday, and you count all day Saturday and part of the day Sunday. That's three days. No, because he said three days and three nights. You can get parts of three days, but you can only get two nights. I don't care how you add it up. Did Jesus have long hair? Of course not. We know that because the Apostle Paul said he had seen Jesus, and yet he said that it's a shame for a man to have long hair. Now, if Paul saw Jesus, he would not have come along and said it was a shame for a man to do what Jesus did. Obviously, Jesus did not have long hair. And everybody ought to know the answer to question number four. Is the Bible open for private interpretation? No prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation, is what Peter said, right? So, look, again, the whole purpose in these questions is the majority of the church world feels confident they've got the answer to these questions. But the fact is, very few of them have the right answer because they've been misled by their traditions. We want to be able to then let them see that the things that they've believed have been wrong. And that leads us to the question, what else do you think you know about the Bible that may be wrong? We're not going to ask this point blank, but what about baptism? It's another thing tradition has taught people. Taught them that it should be done in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. But that's not Bible. So what we want to do is tear down their confidence in tradition so that they become more open to truth. Everybody understand? Everybody can do this. You don't have to have a deep, theological understanding 
to stand at the booth and take somebody through these questions. You don't even have to answer the question. It's going to answer for you. All you've got to do is to be able to keep them engaged in conversation while they go through it. And then at the end, encourage them to sign up for a Bible study. Easy enough? Now we're going to give them more incentive to provide us with information, and they're going to talk about that. But we don't just want their information. We want a Bible study. Hello? We want a Bible study. Thank you. Well, if, if they want to argue, we just make it clear that, look, we're not here to argue. We've just shown you what the Scripture says. And, and so if you don't agree, then we just disagree about the truth of Scripture. But if they want to know more, then we need to, we need to have folks that are there, that are ready and prepared to pull them maybe behind the tent or back to another place in the tent. Start out with the five-minute water and spirit Bible study. Take them through that. Have some Into His Marvelous Light Bible studies. Have some tools handy so if someone's interested, we can engage them in a Bible study right there. We don't have to come back. What better thing could be accomplished than for us to be teaching Bible studies at Old Settlers? And so it's not just about signing them up for some future time, but, but if they're hungry, if they're interested, if they want to know more, try to engage them in something. Ask them, you know, have, have, you, got, have you got 45 minutes that I can take you through a Bible study? No, I don't have 45 minutes. Do you have five? Can you give me just five minutes of your time? Do you remember the Water and Truth Bible study? Everybody remember that? Water and Spirit, I mean, Water and Spirit Bible study. And, and for those of you who don't know that, not familiar, we've got that in, in uh, MPEG format that, that we can provide for you. We can just put it on your phone and play it. It just plays itself. Remember Elder Fleming teaching the Bible study, and it fills in the blanks? All you got to do is play it on the phone. So everybody can do this. If you can punch a button, you can do this. Look at your neighbor and say, that means me. Now you thought I was going to tell you this to tell them that means you. No, no, no. Let's not blame everybody else. Let's, that means me. I can do this. I can teach a Bible study. Go ahead. And these, these are brand new, in the box, never been opened, still factory sealed. So 
this is a really good gift. A very good gift. And, and that ought to make people willing to give us some information. And what, what that means is everybody that's at that carnival, which hopefully will not be any apostolics, um, but all of the folks that are at the carnival, as they move over to the booths, we're going to be right there front and center. Does everybody understand the significance of that? That puts us right where we need to be for everybody coming from that carnival over to the, the, the crafts and whatever else is going on, they're going to get to us basically first. We're going to be in a, I didn't know that, I didn't know till just now this, that's where our location is. That's a wonderful spot. That's not where we were the last time. For those who worked the booth last time, we were facing the next street over. Uh, which is charity, I think. Yes. Yes. So we're facing the other direction on the other side of that grassy part. Is anybody else excited about this? I'm just so excited about this. I, to me, this is so exciting.
And it would probably be a good idea for those who can to just meet here at the church and carpool. That way you don't have to worry so much about finding a place to park. Two cars, it'll be my 1948 and my 1960. And so it, it mentions here wearing time period attire if possible. If 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 you can just kind of look and see, you, you can probably go to Savers and find a few things fairly cheap. That I mean, we're not talking that much difference between 1960 and now for us. <laughs> yeah.
not sure um, what the guidelines are. We'll try to find out. It's a long walk, and it's hot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me check on the, on the guidelines and see if they have any restrictions on ages. They may be concerned as far as because you're walking with moving vehicles, and so there may be concerns about ages for that reason. process is they're going to, when, when they go to do these questions, they're going to have to fill out their information, and there's just going to be a drawing. After everything's over with, after Old Settlers is over, we're, we're still discussing among leadership team, and, and I wouldn't mind getting some feedback. Um, I was thinking the other day it might be a good idea to have a uh, must-be-present-to-win stipulation and do it during a church service. Um, but I just don't know how many folks that would be enough motivation to get them to come. Um, if we did, it would probably have to be like a Sunday night. We'd have to make sure there's no major sports games going on that night. Um, because a lot of people will sleep in on a Sunday morning if they're not used to going to church, and especially after they've been at Old Settlers all day Saturday. So, okay. That, that's not what I'm saying. Yeah, no, that's not what I'm saying. That they have to be present at the time of the drawing. Not that we're going to notify them and then they have to come get it. No, I'm saying we would do the drawing at the service. They would have to come to service the night of the drawing. Nobody's going to know until the night of the drawing is what I'm saying. That's one of the things that I've considered, but I'm, I'm not locked into that for some of the reasons you're mentioning. Um, I want to get people here, obviously. I don't know. We'd have to ask, uh, probably have to talk to City Hall to find out. That, that's part of the plan anyhow, 
we're, we're definitely going to be doing the follow-up with all of that. It's just been trying to decide, is it worth requiring that they come to church? And, and even if there's a stipulation, you must be present when, if we say drawing will be held at the church on such and such a time. I don't know. That's that's a good good idea. Have you run into problems with legalities of must be present when?
I do think that that brings up a good point that having a must be present to win, I think, gives us a better chance of it being somewhat local. Because if we if we are willing to just mail it, we may get somebody from Timbuktu. And not that I mind them having it, but that's not really the purpose. We want to reach the surrounding community. If we had a must be present to win, if it's somebody local, they can come back to the booth. Um, And again, if, which I think if, if we did say they had to come and pick it up, um, that's going to limit it to, to local people as well. Um, and then if somebody said, well, I'm not, I live in such and such a state, and they didn't want to give us their information, then... We're not, it doesn't have the negative impact. Um, I think we need to work on this and rather than take all this time right now, but uh, there's been some good ideas, good suggestions. And, and so we're open for input until we get this nailed down to exactly the right way to do it. Sister Kim, did you have some other? Right. Yeah, Saturday is going to be the biggest day for everybody. And if we gave it away Saturday morning, then we've kind of wasted that whole day. So I think we're going to have to do something that evening, um, afternoon or evening at the very earliest, so that we can keep the incentive going for the busiest time of Old Settlers. Thursday and Friday, obviously, there are going to be people at work during the day. So the daytime hours of Thursday and Friday are not going to be that big. Most people will be there Saturday. That's a good idea. Um, maybe doing the second place Saturday morning to keep the big grand prize for Saturday night.
that's a good idea. We'll, we'll, we'll make note of all these things and we'll, we'll discuss it. And well, they, they are going to, in order to do the quiz, they got to give us their information. Yes. Sure, yeah. Good point. We may need your help in sorting some of that. Yeah. 
appreciate the input because we're just trying to work out details, but I think that's a great idea. If I could get your attention, we could make our way back to our seats. Brother Nelson, were you finished? Okay. Do I? I think you got it. Uh, just one thing. I think this is a tremendous suggestion, and I, I told Brother Goff I'd just gotten a text from Brother Kent. He'd made a good suggestion, and then Brother Seely came up and was talking along the same lines. And rather than just giving away two iPads, you know, the more you give away, the more chances people have to win. And the more chance they have to win, the more inclined they are to sign up. So we could give some gift cards. Restaurant gift cards. You know, those kinds of things. Now, I'd, I'd be a little concerned about getting just a blank Visa card or a, even a Walmart card. You don't know what people are going to spend it on. And I guess that's true even at a restaurant to some degree. But I just thought that some of you might be willing to give $25 toward a gift card, and then we'll see what comes in, and we can go get, this is not, it won't take any real planning. It's not like something we have to order. 
is something we can just go pick up and have them on hand for the drawing. We can have a nice little Truth Church card to put them in or put them in a water and spirit Bible study. Um, but again, you know, depending on how much came in, we could do some $25 gift cards. We can do some $50 gift cards, depending on how much came in, depending on how many gift cards we could get. But the more that we give away, the more chances there are to win. And then, as Brother Goff was saying, we could have a sign-up that says, $1,500 in prizes. Well, that should draw a crowd. And, and we're not that far away from hitting that number. We may not have, I mean, if it's 1,200, whatever it is. Uh, the iPads, quite frankly, cost, I got those, got both of them for right at $1,000. So, if we spend another 200 on gift cards, we said $1,200 in prizes, including two iPads. I would think that's enough to get people to put their name in. So if you would be willing to give, and if you, you can't give 25, if you give five, um, just mark it on your check or on the envelope. Um, you can market old settlers or gift card or however you want to market. Um, and then we can, we can go and make sure we get gift cards to include with the drawings. And I just, I think that's a great idea. I think it's something, like I said, I think it'll be a bigger draw for people. So we can work out the details of how and when and all that. And we will get that worked out. We will know for sure. And there will be clear explanation given to all the booth workers. So you'll know up front. Now, one of the reasons why we did this tonight and not next Tuesday night, which was right before All Settlers, is because we have an evangelist next Tuesday night. And so Brother Waldrop is going to be with us next Tuesday night. And so we couldn't do it then. And um, so that's why we took tonight to do it. But this also gives us about a week and a half to get these other details worked out and get information to you as to exactly how this process will go down. So we'll get you that information. The main thing is we just need as many people as can to come help us. And I know that, as I said, Thursday and Friday, people are working. I, I know that. Uh, there will not be church prayer on Thursday night of that week uh, because we need everybody we can at the booth. The evenings, Thursday and Friday evenings, are we're going to need help. Uh, going to need help all day Saturday. But then I know for many of you, you work, you can't be there during the day Thursday and Friday, but those who can, if your work schedule would allow you to be there, even for a few hours on, on Thursday and Friday, we need your help. And, and let me just tell you this, 
This is not about just getting together in those tents and fellowshipping with the church people. I made a statement to our leadership team, and this is how strongly I feel about this opportunity. Because we have the opportunity to reach literally thousands of people in a matter of three days. This is a huge, huge opportunity for us. Now, most of you will not remember. There are a handful of folks that will remember many years ago at Old Settlers, we were giving out little CDs that had testimonies of people whose lives had been changed by obedience to Acts 2.38. They'd been delivered from drugs, they'd been delivered from alcohol, marriages had been put together, whatever. And it was just a little, they made these little mini CDs. And we ordered hundreds, I don't even know, hundreds of them. And got them in, and we were ready to go. And back then, Old Settlers only it started on Thursday night and then went all day Friday and all day Saturday. So they didn't do anything during the day Thursday. Well, I'm telling you that by Thursday night, we were almost out of those CDs. Brother Michael Roach was here working with me at the time, and he and I got up early Friday morning and drove to St. Louis to get those CDs because there was not time for them to ship them to us. And so we drove to St. Louis and picked up boxes. I don't even know how many boxes of those CDs because we went through so many hundreds of them in the first night. Now, I'm going to tell you, this is the first old settlers post-COVID. People are ready to be out. It's probably going to be the biggest old settlers they've ever had. And it's, it's already the biggest event. The parade is the largest event in the state of Kansas. Now, you've you got to think about that. Topeka is our capital. But they don't have a parade that compares to this one in numbers. It is the largest parade in the state of Kansas. Church, I can't tell you how important this weekend is to our outreach efforts. In fact, what I started to say a while ago, I told the leadership team, I feel so strongly about the Old Settlers weekend that I feel like if we drop the ball on this, we will have failed at our mission. It's that important. Our purpose is to reach this city. That's our purpose. And now the city will be coming to us I mean, it's like those of you that are fishermen, you know the spot where they're all going to be and the time they're going to be there. And you decide to sleep in that morning, 
You're not much of a fisherman. Right? Are you with me? If you know where they're going to be biting and what time they're going to be biting and you know it for a fact and you decide this is the one time I'm going to go spend time with my fourth cousin twice removed or it's the day I want to organize my sock drawer. You, you Listen to me, saints. This is the moment to which we are called. This is it. Old settlers is it for us. This is the biggest event that we have an opportunity that, that provides us with an opportunity to reach this community. We cannot drop the ball. We just can't. This has got to be five-star all the way. Whatever it takes. And I know we're talking about 13 and a half hours a day for three days. And I feel sorry for Brother Waldrop come Sunday morning. Because we're going to be exhausted. But it's going to be, what do they say? It's going to be a good kind of tired. And especially when we start seeing results. As Brother Larson said, we don't always see results immediately. But I'm telling you now, I feel so strongly about this particular week. I believe God's going to use us in a very, very special way. And I believe it's going to have far-reaching and long-lasting impact. We have got to do our very best. We've got to. We've got to. And so I'm calling on every member of the Truth Church. This is once a year. Make a sacrifice. In fact, I'm just going to tell you now, next week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we need fasting going on. I'm not asking everybody to fast all three days, but I am asking everybody to fast sometime during those three days. Because we've got to be ready spiritually, not just ready with gifts and plans and we've got to be ready on a spiritual level. And so I'm I'm calling on you, church. I, I, I cannot I can't show you the depth of urgency that I feel. We have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. This is our moment. This is our opportunity. 
all of these things we've gone through, they're just fishing poles and tackle. But we've got to trust God to stir up the hunger in those fish. And then we've got to be sensitive to the leading of the Spirit. We can waste our time with people who just want to argue. Or we can be sensitive enough to tap in and find that one soul that's really hungry. All it takes is one Saul of Tarsus to change the course of history. And I'm telling you, Saul's out there. I'm telling you he's out there. Or Saulina. Somebody. They're out there. There's a Cornelius out there somewhere that's saying, I know there's more. They are out there. And this is our chance to find them. You don't catch fish by sitting in the boathouse yelling, here, fishy, fishy. But unfortunately, that's what we do too many times as a church. Well, I hope people come. I hope people come. I hope people come. Why don't we go where they are and let's reach them? Now, I'm just going to say this, and then we're going to receive an offering, and I'll make announcements, and we'll be done. I made I said something a while ago about the carnival. I just want to explain to you. I'm not against riding rides, but I am telling you, carnivals have a spirit all their own. They just do. They're dark. They, and I'm not talking about physically, because they run during the day. But the kind of people who run them music they play, the sights they portray. It's not like going to a theme park. And I've heard people who make the comparisons. There's a big difference, at least in my mind, and it's very clear, the difference between a normal theme park and a carnival. In fact, the very word carnival, do you have any idea what that means? Do you know the root? Sister Anna, what's carna? Meat. It's flesh. Same root word. Comes from the Latin. Carnival. It, it, is, it is a very fleshly, very carnal, which has the same root carnal thing. And it's just not a good place for apostolics. So I, I know some of the rides are basically the same. I understand, but I hope you understand what I'm saying. It's just not the right atmosphere for us. 
I can't even hardly let that. When, when I'm excited about our location, but I'm anxious about the location too because I, the closer I get to the carnival at Old Settler's Time, the worse I feel. It just doesn't agree with my spirit. It just doesn't. I can't get far enough away, but we're going to do our best to reach people. Does everybody understand? I'll deal with all this when I get into our holiness series. I'll deal with it. I'll explain it. I'll go through everything. I'm just trying to give you the cliff notes to you. In my day, we used to say the Reader's Digest condensed version. But many of you don't know what Reader's Digest is all about. But um, just wanted to make that clear because I did say something about that. So I want to make clear to everyone that's one place I, as your pastor, just don't feel good about you going. Craft booths, the other things that are going on there, obviously the parade, we're going to be in the parade. But that one area just grieves my spirit. It just doesn't feel clean to me. So, all right. God bless you tonight. Thank you. Thank you for your participation. I, I, you know that I don't normally take a church service to do these kinds of things, but we just don't have a lot of time. And I hope my closing comments have expressed to you the reason why I would take a church service to do what we've done tonight. This is crucial. We cannot mess up on this. And so I needed everybody to hear it. I want everybody to get this burden. I want everybody to get this passion. I want everybody to feel this urgency and this drive. Now, shirts. Um, you don't have to do this to work in the booth, but it gives us a more uniform look. If you'd like to bring, if you want to explain what they need to just a shirt, right? It, it can be a button-down shirt. It can be a long-sleeve T-shirt. The more of us that have them, We need you to bring whatever you want fixed by Sunday, and she'll she'll put the information on it. There will be a little bit of a cost to it, um, but it's going to be minimal. We don't want Sister Tori paying for all this. Um, it will be very minimal, but but it would really look nice if at least most of the people working had the Truth Church on their shirt. And even, I don't know what all we're going to, is it just going to be the truth church or is it going to be a name? I don't know what else, I don't know what's going to be on there. Don't want to make it too complicated. This church logo.
white or gray? What about a light blue? 